The Nathan, Nat and Sean podcast. Gruen is back. What? Forget this. Season 12. Season 12. Time to catch up with the host, Will Anderson. Morning, Will. Nathan, Nat and Sean, thank you very much. Yes, we're back tonight and the first time in 12 years that we don't have a studio audience. In yeah. fact, I've been making shows since the glass house in that studio yeah. we went into last night for 19 years, always with audiences. And of course, because of COVID restrictions here, no studio audience. I actually suggested we do the entire series of Gruen at halftime in the AFL Grand Final. <laughs> <laughs> I said we could get 35,000 people in the crowd. Yes. It'd be brilliant. That's a good idea, actually. So, what is it like? Because you are, of course, a performer where you will feed off an audience. So how do you get that interaction? Uh, Nathan, it was t- uh, terrifying. It <laughs> <Yeah>. was horrible. <laughs> it was like a, like yeah, comedy without an audience yeah. is like a surfer without an ocean. You're just <laughs> a dickhead on a piece of wood chucking <laughs> all these other Yelling into the void. You know? <laughs> Waiting so, for that one swell line. Because you're right, you don't know if, if, if anything's landing or not. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. It was like really confronting. Like so... <laughs> The, the first couple of minutes of the show, I, I would recommend people tune in just to see the sudden realisation of what's happening <laughs> dawn in my eyes as I'm like, I thought I was prepared for it. Yeah. I thought I was so prepared for it. And I'm sitting on a panel with Todd Sampson, who's like, you know, been off doing voodoo yeah, ceremonies like where yeah, they execute yeah. live animals on him. And I'm yeah. freaking out because there's no audience to laugh at my little riddles. Like, it's like... <laughs> We've seen we have seen a few comedians doing like Zoom comedy. Um, have you you haven't tried that then? Obviously, I did one show, so the, not Zoom, but uh, it was for the stand. Uh, they did a lockdown comedy festival. When yes. the comedy festival got cancelled, they got all the comedians to do like a set from their own homes. You yep. know, during the strict yep. lockdown, and so you had to film it yourself, <laughs> and you had to like do it yourself, no audience. And they sent oh, all the equipment to you, and that should have been the documentary. Getting a whole bunch of comedians <laughs> trying to like trying to set up their own cameras <laughs> and stuff. And so anyway, my set's like seven minutes of just stand up that needed to be done in one take. Right, so I've gone downstairs. My girlfriend set up a pretend comedy club under the house. She's put like you know, like wallpaper bricks and like give me a microphone stand and try to make it feel like it's a comedy gig. Yeah. And so I go down under the house and I set up the cameras and I do my entire set and I nail it. And I've only filmed my ear. <laughs> of my ear. So. I then have to do it again and now I can't get it. I keep stumbling on the way through because I realise it's normally the laughs that give you a time to pause and yes, think about yeah, yeah. what you're going to say next. And now I'm starting to panic that I'm not going to get it done. Yeah, so throw your rhythm I'm like, out. you know what? I normally have a beer when I do a gig. So I'm going to go upstairs and have a beer. I should point out it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So now I'm under my house, dressed up in my show clothes, in a pretend comedy club, drinking beer and trying to do this stand-up routine. And I realised I turned into one of those men who doesn't tell their wife that they've lost their job and they just get dressed <laughs> yes. in their suit every day and they go and eat a sandwich in a park in bench a park. in their suit. That's yeah. me. It'll Absolutely be, it'll be a Caesar well. chicken wrap would be yeah. what you'd eat that day. I haven't done any gigs since then. I know yeah. some people, I like. there are some comedians and I admire these people who just like, well, I'll do any gig. Yes. I just want to get up there and I want to perform. I always think of that moment from uh, Mad Max Fury Road where they're all out there, you know, in this like, you know, post-apocalyptic wasteland <laughs> and one yeah. of the cars has an electric guitarist strapped yes. to the front of it and I'm like, yeah, on a bungee pole? Like, I don't care, I'm going to get a gig. <laughs> Even if it's strapped to the front 
front of the car, I'm doing it. Hash only, mate. And there's uh, always, you always require a woman with half an arm too. <laughs> yes, so that, that right. is actually... <laughs> That's actually an important thing. Hey, Will, I was just thinking about you the other day because um, the Western Bulldogs were partying on in the Gold Coast hub the other day and the Richmond... You know, faithful women. Yeah, the wags went home. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jack, Jack Higgins' uh, missus I at thought the time. She, I, firstly, I thought she had a point. Did you or what? Yeah, and no, then, then yeah, you think it, on it, the other hand, oh, they're, they're bloody finished. Bloody fake news, mate. Fake, fake news. news. <laughs> fake news. You'll defend the Bulldogs to your death. You will, won't you? Surely. I mean, you know what the other thing is. It's not their fault, is it? It's like the AFL's fault for having them in the same place. Oh, like, yeah, surely, so. surely you know when teams get eliminated. I mean, I would have thought that would have added an extra incentive to the finals if you got eliminated and also from your hotel at the same time. Yeah. It's a bit like The Bachelor. You know, yeah. you don't get your rose and then all your suitcases are packed and you're out of the house. Yes. Like, that's what it should have been like the AFL Grand Final. In fact, all the teams, the two competing teams in the final, should have had to come to the game with their suitcases packed yep. and yep. had them on the side of the field as so they played. Yep. And all the wags waiting in a bus. Like, <laughs> like a big brother eviction. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's time to go. There's two buses and we're just, I mean, that is extra incentive if you, you, your wag wife doesn't want to leave the Gold Coast and go back to Melbourne. Hey, <laughs> uh, uh, um, what's your opinion? on Ellen DeGeneres. Do you reckon she's going to be able to fight her way back into people's hearts, Will? Because, like, we, we were talking about it. She's a com- she's a comedian, right? Yeah. So she makes people At laugh. Core, but yeah. does that mean she has to be a nice person? Um, no, but kind of her trademark has been being nice. Yeah. I think that's the difference, right, is that, like, if your trademark is being, you know, sort of this really nice person and then people – it's it's not about whether she'll be able to come back because I think, of course, she has the capacity to come back and I hate to think that we will ever live in a society where we don't offer people a path back to redemption yes. because I don't think that does anything for our society to – you know, people are going to make mistakes. Yeah. We've all made mistakes and we've all made things, you know, terrible mistakes. Yes, that's and the trouble with cancel you, culture, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You'd like to think there's a way to go, okay, I've really buggered up here, but here's what I'm going to do to make sure that I don't bugger up again in the future. And so I, I, there is that. But if, if what you're selling to people <laughs> turns out not to be true in their minds, it can yes. take away some of the appeal. So it'll just be interesting to see if the audience come back to it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, Will, how you been? Uh, we obviously talked about lockdown just before, mm-hmm. but um, you moved out into the country. So has it been a bit easier for you? It has been, actually. It's been, I'm living near Mullumbimby in New South Wales. And whatever you're thinking about Mullumbimby, <laughs> the cliche you have in your mind, oh. you're right. Yeah. That's right. So... You don't really worry about COVID in a town where you have to worry more about polio and other diseases you've still got rocking around. <laughs> Foot and no one's wearing a mask to the shops when they're not wearing shoes or a shirt to the shops. Uh, exactly. So you're fitting right in. Yeah, that you, yeah, that's right. Are you taking that on board? It's fine with me. It's funny, actually. I'll t- so there's a little town near where I live and it has a coffee shop in it. And I was down there the other day and there was a cyclist. And so he'd been on, and there's a big ride, you know, near where I am. People go this sort of 40 kilometre, you know, around the hinterland up there ride. And so this is this, you know, a proper cyclist in the whole lycra, the whole deal. And he recognises me and comes over and has a chat. And he says, you know, I'm up here on holidays and I'm cycling through this area. And he goes, are you on holidays here as well? And I said, no, mate, I, I live here. I just live down the road and he, he looked me up and down and then suddenly had that realisation that no one on holidays would be dressed how I was dressed because <laughs> I was clearly in my pyjamas. It was like, I was, I was clearly a guy who'd rolled straight out of bed and gone, I need a coffee and gone down to the coffee shop in my pyjamas and Ugg boots. You're a class act. 
Get more Nathan, Nat and Sean. Weekdays from 6 on Nova 937.